The Direction Daily S&P 500 Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs. Trade under the ticker SPXL for the 3X Bull and XPSS for the 3X Bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the S&P 500 index for a single day. The S&P 500 index holdings include names such as Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, and Facebook, with index sector weightings including information technology, healthcare, financials, and consumer discretionary. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on S&P 500, you choose the direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to direction.com. Index holdings are subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day before investing. Careful to consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at Direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services. The International Energy Agency projects that electricity generated by solar and wind power is going to jump from around 15% today to over 40% by 2030. If you're keeping track, that's a triple in the energy output coming from renewable energy. And today's audience requested ETF battle is a clean energy ETF matchup from State Street Global Advisors versus Invesco. So who wins the battle? Find out right after this. Welcome to ETF Battles. I'm Ron DeLegge. Great to see you again. Season four is in full swing. And if you're with us for the first time, be sure to hit that subscribe button. And uh, of course, the like button if you've been enjoying our content. If there's a certain ETF battle you'd like to see, send me your ticker symbols in the comments section below or on our Twitter feed at ETF Guide. We can do double, triple and quadruple headers. So make it good. Be sure to visit the description section below. We've got viewer resources, including our upcoming live spring retirement series. And you're invited. We've only got a few more spots left. So if you're nearing retirement, be sure to register. Also, we've got lots of good links to our program judges, as well as our program sponsor, Direction. Lots of good stuff. Again, just hit that uh, description section below. Now, some in our audience have asked, why do we sometimes compare funds that are investing in different categories? In other words, why are we comparing apples to bananas? Well, there's two reasons. First, we curate and do the ETF battle requests that come from you, the audience. And of course, the ones that receive the most likes and the most interest. Why? Because that's what you want to see. And second, some of the ETF matchups we do on this program are linear, while others are nonlinear. Let me explain the difference. The linear matchups are apples-to-apples matchups with ETFs often in the same category, whereas the nonlinear matchups are apples-to-oranges comparisons where the funds are investing in different asset classes or different categories that aren't necessarily in the same zip code. Personally, I like the nonlinear matchups because they tend to be more chaotic and more crazy. And when you think about it, that's the world that we live in where investors are faced with a bevy of non-linear investment choices that aren't always neatly arranged by category, but rather are haphazardly scattered about. So today's ETF battle is actually a mostly linear matchup, and it was requested by a viewer named Prakish Joshi. He wanted to see ETF ticker symbol CNRG from State Street Global Advisors compared with the Invesco Solar ETF, TAN is the ticker symbol, 
Judging today's contest are two of the best ETF analysts on the planet. We've got Tom Fersegas with Bloomberg and Mike Akins with ETF Action. Judges, welcome back to the show. It's great to see you. Good to see you, Ron. Good to see you, Tom. Hey, nice to see you guys again. So our four battle categories are cost, exposure, strategy, performance, and then the mystery category. Mystery is where you, our judges, can choose any factor or thing that you feel is crucial to today's contest. You can also nominate wildcard ETFs if you feel there's a better choice elsewhere. And uh, you can also opt for split decisions. I'll be keeping score, and at the end of the show, we will declare an overall winner. Keep in mind, none of the battle outcomes are ever predetermined or known in advance by myself or our judges. So the first category we'll get started with is cost. Tom, please kick things off. Sure. So, you know, TAN is the the OG. TAN has been around a long time. This thing launched in 2008, Um, you know, even before, you know, thematic investing or ESG was even like a a thing, a mainstream thing. So it's been around for a very long time. a lot of times when you're first, you tend to be more expensive. So they're at 66 basis points. And then usually as products launch and competition increases, some of the ones that come out are, are cheaper. So the Kentro one is only 45 basis points. So that's a pretty decent spread. We'll get into performance and stuff later, but just headline cost. Um, it's pretty in the, the Kentro one from State Street is pretty decent assets too. So um, it trades you know, it doesn't trade as much as TAN, but it trades quite a bit. Um, but this one's a pretty clear winner uh, in the advantage of the S&P Spider product, uh, CNRG, at 45 basis points. Thank you, Tom. That's a strong start. Mike, you're up next. How do you see it when it comes to cost? I concur on all fronts with Tom. It's, uh, it's cheaper. They both have plenty of liquidity. Therefore, it wins the cost battle. I would just uh, note that with these types of strategies, though, cost is not um, your number one factor, in my opinion, in the sense that exposures can vary greatly and divergence of return will far outweigh the difference of the 24 basis points that we're talking here. But on a headline number, it's CNRG all the way. That takes us next to our exposure strategy. And Mike, you're still up. So please give us your analysis. Awesome. So yeah, I think, uh, you know, when it comes to exposure for these two products, it's definitely Um, They're similar. They're both tracking a clean energy space, but uh, the big difference being that TAN is laser focused on solar, whereas CNRG is more of a broader play. So CNRG incorporates hydro, geothermal, wind, um, and as a result, has a broader exposure to the clean energy categories versus TAN being um, specifically in that solar space. So that comes with that some some differences um, in holdings. I think Broadly, there's about a 30% overlap between these two products, so um, you're going to have a high correlation, but there's there's differences in sector breakdowns with TAN being a lot higher in information technology, upwards of 60%, because of that semiconductor. Um, for those of you that don't, aren't aware, pretty much across the board, solar companies get classified as semiconductors, so you need to keep that in your in your understanding of the products, but really, exposure strategy comes down to what your macro assumptions are. Right. If you're looking to kind of do an all of the above, I, I believe that clean energy is here. Um, it's being pushed by governments. It's it's a necessity with regards to climate change. And you want to invest in this space. Um, is, do you think it's going to happen through primarily solar? That's the biggest opportunity. Or do you think it's going to be more of an all of the above? And in my opinion, I'm, I'm, I take the all of the above approach, which I'll get into more that that's beyond just clean energy. But for this battle, we'll, we'll focus on the all of the above with respect to clean energy. So I give the nod to CNRG because it's a little broader exposure to all of those different clean energy elements. But 
if there's a reason you want solar, whether it's a subsidy or a government action, um, TAN's going to be a much better tactical tool to get direct exposure to solar. But for this battle, I'm giving it to CNRG. Tom, you're up next. Exposure strategy, how do you see it? Sure, those are all really great points. Um, and I think he nailed it. This is, um, you know, it's funny, we've been getting finite in thematics, right? So this is, TAN's obviously just a pure solar play. A couple of things that I like about the Kensho product is, um, it's a little bit more concentrated. It's got 45 versus 50 or so in TAN. Not a huge difference, but it's a very concentrated portfolio, which I like. Um, they only have 30% overlap, which is not that much. You, I, I thought it'd actually be a little bit higher. So um, there's not a lot of overlap. So even if you wanted to use these products in conjunction, it's really not that, that much overlap. The thing about TAN that sort of I don't like in the current environment, it has a bigger weight to China. Um, there's obviously a lot of scrutiny around China now, and one, it's just got about a 15% weight in China versus only five for for CNRG. So I think that's in just the current market. I think that's pretty advantageous in the in the in leaning towards CNRG. Um, and you know, CNRG is much more U.S. focused, right? Which has um, obviously been good uh, over the last couple of years. Um, so I like the broad approach. I like the concentration. I think it's probably, uh, it probably if you're just looking for a broader play on it, CNRG is a better, um, a better play. And but I think the China overweight in TAN hurts it. But again, TAN's been around for a long time, so that's why it's got the big asset base, and people just sort of, you know, they associate TAN with solar. But over when you actually dig through the product, I I, I like the exposure that you're getting in the the more diversity in CNRG. So I'll give it to that one. Well, our judges are making some great points, points that I think I missed and points that you probably missed. So hope you're enjoying uh, the show. Um, let's go to the next category, which is performance. So Tom, you're still up. Give it to us. In the short term, they're, they're pretty close. But as you start to zoom out, TAN has a big advantage here, right? And so um, a couple of things, Mike had mentioned the tech overweight, that's been really beneficial to, to something like TAN. The thing is when TAN is on, it's it's really on. And what I mean by that, I looked a couple of years at annual performance. TAN has been the top performing ETF three times in three different, it's like the Chicago Bulls. It has a three-peat with it. So when that trade works, it's, it's really on. But so overall, the performance is more beneficial to tan. Um, and this goes back to Mike's comment about this easily overshadows the 20 or so basis point cost differential. Um, so it's it's hard to argue with tan's performance over the long term. You know, the Kentro product is a little bit newer, even though I do like the allocation there. Tan's performance over the long term has been pretty good, has been pretty steady. So I will, I'll give the advantage to tan um, that, you know, and again, I love that record that it's been, uh, you know, done it three times, but it definitely uh, over the long term, the advantage goes to tan. Those are some pretty his impressive historical results. And just to clarify, you're referring to the 1990s Chicago Bulls, not the <laughs> Chicago Bulls of recent. And I know this because I'm from Chicago. So thank you very much, Tom, for that uh, analysis. Mike, you're up next in terms of performance. How do you see it? Yeah, I think Tom is the nail on the head. I mean, if you look at historical performance since Gamma Inception, TAN's got a clear advantage. A big part of that is a nod to how well tech has done during that common inception time period. More recently, they've been highly correlated and tracking um, very closely. Um, to that extent, you know, Tom made a great point about when TAN is on, it's on. Um, both these strategies, if you if you held them over the last three years, you're going to be very happy, right? They're they're both outperforming S and P 500. They're both outperforming Acqui by large margins. 
Um, so they've been very additive to your portfolio as an alpha tool, which if you're investing in a thematic equity product, you're investing for alpha, right? This is, you're, you're thinking you can get outperformance over a longer time period. That's why you're doing it. Both have hit the nail on the head on this. Can't say that about a lot of thematics right now. So I think they're both performing great. Um, to the point of when Tan is on, just while he was saying that, I pulled up the the up-down captures versus Acqui for the two products. And um, over the last three years, Tan has an up capture of 238% um, relative to Acqui, whereas Kensho, also nice alpha generator, is at 150% up capture, right? So when the market's going up, you're getting a very high beta of that. And both products actually have um, down captures of less than 100%. I don't think that's sustainable, but it gives you an idea of how well these products have performed over the last three years, um, both on the upside and the downside, and kind of plays to that if you're buying into the the overall need for clean energy, the growth, the amount of tension that's being money that's being put in that space, it stands to reason. Winner from a performance perspective historically is TAN. I'm still going to say looking forward, CNRG. I think that TAN, I think that extra tech exposure is an added risk. You don't need to play in the in the um, clean energy space right now. You can have a more diversified approach, and I to that extent, I'm going to on a look forward basis give it to CNRG. So kind of a split decision from my perspective. Got it. And can you explain, Mike, just for the benefit of our audience, the difference between the down capture and the up capture? You bet. So up capture is going to show you what percentage of rather relative to a broad benchmark. So in this case, I use the all country world index by MSCI as a baseline. What percentage are you going to move relative to that that benchmark? So over the last three years, 238 percent means that if um, Acqui went up one, um, you know, TAN went up 2.4. Vice versa, on the downside, same concept. If you're at a 100% 100% down capture, you'd move one to one. If you're a 50% down capture, you'd move half the amount on the downside. And that's the, the concept of the up-down and very key um, statistics that most advisors and financial professionals look at when thinking about a strategy, um, not just in up markets, but how am I doing in down markets? Very good. Thank you for that explanation. And also uh, go to etfaction.com. I mean, the information that Mike is sharing with us, a lot of this is contained in that wonderful database and software platform that he's built with his team. So uh, be sure to check that out. So now we're going to shift to the mystery battle category. This is where our judges can pick a single factor or multiple factors to make their persuasive arguments. So we're going to start with Mike. Mike, what is your mystery battle category and which of these two ETFs wins it? So... My mystery category is more in the sense of an all of the above concept, right? When they talk about investing, it's like you want to live, you want to be diversified, you want to you want to own a lot. And when you're thinking about clean energy, um, that applies to owning dirty energy too. So I just would caution folks from a standpoint. I'll throw in a wild card of XLE here. Um, if you're going to get heavy into clean energy, um, you might want to make sure that you've got a fair amount. You're going to get some exposure from your broad investing, right? But not a lot if you're if you're invested in S&P 500, it's it's more than it's doubled over the last couple of years as energy has ran up, but it's still only five percent exposure. Um, so I think you got to think about all these strategies in context. Um, you know, if we get into a into a world of commodity prices soaring again, um, you know, it's not going to be good for clean energy. Um, you know, and 
it, it won't be necessarily bad, but you're going to want to have some diversified exposure. So think about it from an all above allocation of these areas. And we can all root for a clean energy transition and, and getting there. Um, but the bridge to get there is still going to be um, good old fashioned fossil fuels. And to that extent, don't, you know, in my opinion, you don't want to just disregard that. So that's my uh, mystery category. Um, you know, so I don't have an overall winner. I just wanted to point out the importance of not getting too caught up in one particular theme. First, make sure you're diversifying across, across the spectrum. Tom, you're up next. What is your mystery battle category and which of these two ETFs wins it? Sure. So I want to look, um, since they're both indexed, um, I think it's important to sort of dig into the index a little bit. Um, and the only reason I bring this up is because this was actually a problem with some other clean energy ETFs in the past. And during this couple of years ago, when the craze got really popular and people started applying to clean energy ETFs, a couple because they're very concentrated, some of the companies were small. The index methodology had to evolve because it was actually there was too many assets for the ETF to handle, right? So we've seen it a couple of times in some really specific areas. It gets really popular. The ETF gets really big. They have to start morphing the index. Like we're going to start including these companies, et cetera. So given that tan um, that. There's a history of it in this category. TAN has more names, but the market cap is lower. And then the other thing is the China thing. I know I brought it up before. It's just it's something to keep in mind. If they're gonna there's gonna be more scrutiny on China and they're gonna start going after index providers to start reducing allocations to China or whatnot, it can completely morph the product. So um Given that, that that's a possibility, I like the CNRG methodology better, the index. I think there's there's less susceptible to some of these potential changes. I know that's really in the weeds, but I think it's something to be aware of because it's happened in this category before. So just sort of index construction and the possibility of morphing into a different product, I think the advantage will go to CNRG. I think it's less susceptible to those risks. All right. Well, let's give our judges one final chance to weigh in with their overall battle winner, and must I, I should probably mention, too, that uh, our judges up until now have mostly agreed. But will they agree on the final winner? Let's see. Uh, Tom, give us your uh, overall winner for today's battle. Yeah, it's a close one. It's tough. You know, um, you know, it's at the end of the day, you want good performance. Tan has, has offered it up. Uh, you know, you would have probably been you would have been fine investing in that product. Um, I just. Either way, I like both of them as an overall ESG play. I think it's a better way to play ESG than buying some of these broad exposures. I like that. Hey, I like solar. I like clean energy. This is a better way to, to make that trade. But I think something Mike alluded to is I think going forward, CNRG is a, a better play. And, you know, as the market changes, you have to morph your decisions too. So it's really, really close. Even though TAN's been around for a long time, I think uh, I like CNRG here uh, sort of going forward. I like its diversity. I like its concentration. Uh, I like that it's sort of less, you know, has less risk than maybe some potential changes. So overall winner is going to go to CNRG. Mike, your final chance to weigh in with your winner. Give it to us. Yeah. So as an allocator, I think uh, CNRG is is the clear winner from an allocation perspective, um, just given that all of the above approach to clean energy, the more diversified exposure. Um, long term, I think that pays dividends. Um, but I think that TAN is a fantastic product and it is a great tool. And I always say ETFs are tools. It's another, you know, um, arrow in your quiver, if you will, from a standpoint, if you have a strong take on solar, um, TAN is going to get you that exposure in a very clean package. And if you believe that's the way to go, then buy, you know, use it as a, um, you know, um, as a way to, 
leverage up that portfolio to that exposure. It's going to get you that precise, uh, precise um, allocation into solar. So if there's a reason, whether it's because you think it's oversold or if you think there's a policy on the horizon that's going to benefit solar better than the others, TAN is a great way to apply that. Um, if you're just like, hey, I want to get, I want to make sure my portfolio has some allocation. Um, you know, CNRG is not, is very different than the broad-based energies. So you're going to get um, pickup exposure to companies you don't have a lot of exposure to already. And it's going to do it uh, kind of an all of the above. You know, I'm not sure if it's going to be wind, if it's going to be solar, if it's going to be hydro, if it's going to be geothermal. You don't know, but you believe that you believe in the concept. Then I think CNRG is your is your winner for the day. Well, our judges have made some awesome points. And uh, according to our final battle scorecard, today's winner is going to be CNRG. And our judges agreed on that particular ETF. For the most part, there were some small variances and points made, but Overall, um, one of the points that I, I'd like to mention that uh, that was brought up was there's not a lot of overlap between these two ETFs. So even if you use them in conjunction with each other, uh, you're not going to be over-diversified. The other thing that was uh, made by Tom was that 15% weight to China in ticker symbol T-A-N, TAN. And uh, right now, things are looking dicey in China. So will the future regulatory possible changes or adjustments to how things are done with regard to investment in China disrupt TAN's approach. And of course, that led over into the indexing methodology. And uh, of course, uh, Tom mentioning that he likes CNRG better. And then Mike raising some awesome points along with Tom's. I think one of the interesting points that Mike mentioned is uh, his wildcard ETF XLE, that uh, just because we're in the process of this transition to clean energy doesn't necessarily mean that traditional or legacy energy is going to necessarily go away immediately. So uh, that that sector will evolve. We just don't know how it will evolve. So uh, XLE was his wild card choice. But overall, great job and great analysis uh, by both of our judges. Uh, well done. Thanks. This was great. Thanks, Ron. Good seeing you, Tom. Well, thank you again, Mike and Tom, for your insights with today's Clean Energy ETF showdown. Uh, be sure to visit the description section below. We've got research links to both of our judges, so get in touch. And uh, while you're there, uh, check out the link to our program sponsor, Direction. Well, I'm Ron DeLegge. Thanks for watching ETF Battles. We'll see you on the next episode. The Direction Daily S&P 500 Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs. Trade under the ticker SPXL for the 3X Bull and XPSS for the 3X Bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the S&P 500 index for a single day. The S&P 500 index holdings include names such as Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, and Facebook. With index sector weightings including information technology, healthcare, financials, and consumer discretionary. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on S&P 500, you choose the direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to direction.com. Index holdings are subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day. Before investing, careful to consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services.